Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome back to See Also. I'm Brady Lancaster. And I am Kate Jinx, BL. It is good to be talking to you again. We're recording this a little bit early, peek behind the curtain vibe, uh, because uh, we're going to talk about the MIF program today. I understand that not everyone who listens lives in Melbourne. However, many of the films that uh, we'll be talking about are either like out already in other parts of the world or they're coming up in other film festivals and they're all films I feel like everyone will need to keep on their radar, you know? Oh, yeah, it's hot property. Also, like not an ad, but Myth is online as well. So people in other parts of Australia can experience your the program you've been working away on yes. for months and months and months. Yes. But first, yeah. let, like, let's talk about some other stuff before we go fully into the movies. Uh, oh, yeah, sure. What have you been up to? Like you said, we're pre-recording. So by the time this episode comes out, you're going to be like launching a festival program and I'm going to be launching myself after uh, my two-year-old niece, who's going to be visiting me in Melbourne um, the week that this podcast comes out. And I'm very excited to do like kid stuff auntie stuff in the place that i live which is really fun um going to melbourne museum and i don't know end of list i don't know (laughs) what a a kid's like parks um yeah so that'll be really fun but yeah i've been i've been kicking around for the last little while i've been enjoying my freelance life and doing some like 
late night movies, midday gallery things, uh, nothing that pays the bills, um, which is a shame. But uh, yeah, I went and finally got myself to um, the Ian Potter Centre at Fed Square and saw Melbourne Now at the NGV. Um, And it was kind of shocking to realise that it's been 10 years since the first Melbourne Now, the last time they did this. And um, the last time they did it was at the main, you know, the big NGV. And they had a, I think it was, or maybe it was at Fed Square, man, 10 years ago. Um, (laughs) But they had like a room of like independently published, you know, publications from Melbourne. And the first three issues of my zine were part of it 10 years ago. I don't know what it says about me that like the stuff on like brands and uh, consumer design were like my favorite parts of this like, um, you know, major art exhibition. Um, but you know, there were like, uh, there's brand work from like agencies that I've worked with and like, um, work by like a typographer whose type we used in my zine and like the two people who like designed the last few issues of my zine both had like their books on display and so I was like oh this is like it was really nice to like see so many like familiar names from like Melbourne's design and and art world in there and like you know I used to work on like a photography festival in Melbourne and like some of the people whose work we showed years and years ago are now part of this like major, major showcase of work. Um, speaking of major, the giant Pam t-shirt <laughs> on display at Melbourne now was like really fun to see. Yeah. Have you been yet, Jinxie? No, I have not, sadly. Our favorite July suitcases have pride of place in like the product design section, which was giving me real Einstein on the beach, like, <laughs> layout is very like sculptural like this big grid um yeah there's like a whole in memoriam section of the show and um had some really great stuff in there especially like john nixon's work um yeah it's really great in my like in my art girl era (laughs) i love that love this for you bl yeah love this for me getting out of the house finally what about you jinxie I've also been getting out of the house and also doing niece stuff. Um, mm. I not going back to Nice, but my niece was yeah, in town was from Sydney. I <laughs> uh, actually went to a little town called Ocean Grove on the weekend, uh, which is past Geelong here, and I'd never been that way. And to watch her play AFL BL, so Love good this. for you. Also, want to give uh, you an update on my. AFL jock fandom Mm -hmm. um I'm out I just it was a one week thing for me apologies (laughs) it's really demoralizing for me to hear this because last night your quote-unquote quote-unquote your team the Swans played my team the Tigers and it was a thrilling game and the Tigers came back and beat the Swans at the end and now you're telling me that we 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 aren't rivals yes I'm so sorry look I still I guess Swans Go swans, but um, <laughs> if you it like. is a big commitment. It is if a big, you're nasty. You're allowed to be a you're allowed to be a fleeting, you know, a fleeting fan. Yeah, I think I just enjoyed being at the MCG and eating some chips and having a beer and being with friends and family. To be honest, um, <laughs> turns out I liked the social aspect, and actually, I'm not going to follow anything else from here on in. You're allowed to do that. We can do that together. We can eat chippies and watch footy together. <laughs> 
Um, I did. I have a little bit of a beef with Geelong, though. Oh, yes. Please tell. Uh, and I know that their team is the Cats, and maybe this is why, but they... I couldn't find a single place that I could bring Top Chef inside on a cold and rainy day. Oh. So. It's not a dog-friendly part of the world. It's not a dog-friendly part of the world. You'll have to go to Footscray, doll. I am doggies. I am one of those annoying people who is like, you can have your kid here. I should be able to have my well-behaved poodle here. And I know that that is a bit yuck, but whatever. As a cat owner, the idea of like taking my pet anywhere is like so unfamiliar to me. Yeah, so but I've, like, our, I've our tra- pal Tomo, she brings her cat to the pub every oh, yeah. week. She has a very socialized cat. Yeah. Um, Carol's a, I was about to call her a pillow princess because that's where she <laughs> is located for 90% of the day. Um, but yeah, the thought of like having my pet with me or like noticing where my pet can't go. It's like, it's an experience I've never had. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I, I love to take Top Chef to see the world, see the sights. He <laughs> loves a wine bar. I know this about him. He truly loves a wine bar. Yeah, you cannot take him within blocks of Napier Quarter. Otherwise, he tries to get you to take him there by, um, just like lies down on the ground. He knows where it is. And uh, he wants one of the, uh, he wants a Gilda and a classic martini. <laughs> Glass of Carver on arrival. That's what he wants. Relatable. He's a relatable king. <laughs> he sure is. I love that. Speaking of relatable, I'm so excited. I'm going to the ballet tonight. Chic. <laughs> um, seeing Balanchine's uh, Duels, which is a favorite of mine. And. Uh, yeah, by the Australian Ballet. Um, just a, a thank you to my pal Claire for uh, hooking me up for that because it huh. isn't a relatable thing to be able to go to. But uh, well, I was I... going to say I love that you have a favorite <laughs> ballet. It's not. Um, tell me, tell me more about uh, the show that you love. Well, I mean, it's when I tell you about it, you'll be like, oh yeah, of course she loves that one. I mean, it's essentially actually about. Um, jewels. So it's like a three-part ballet that is uh, centered around emeralds, rubies, and diamonds. <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, it's from the like mid mid to late sixties, I believe. Um, originally, yeah, by um uh, Balanchine. Anyway, it's it's really it's delightful. I'm very excited. I used to review the ballet like weirdly. Wow, your Rory um, Gilmore era. <laughs> Rory Gilmore era. Yeah, I just I used to review only for a concrete playground. I was the editor at one stage very briefly when it first started. And um yeah, I used to assign myself to go and see that. But um <laughs> it was it was delightful. Anyway, I'm excited to be back in my ballet era. Well, please um please send pics. Are you gonna wear what's that item of clothing that has ballet in the name? It's like a oh no, opera coat. That's what I'm thinking of. I don't have an opera coat, sadly, mm. but... Um, Add it to the list. Yeah, see what I can do. Um, I was also at a theatre recently. A theatre? The cinema, the Lido <laughs> in Hawthorne. I had a fucking delicious bowl of um, uh, Bon Bon Way at a Vietnamese place on Glenferry Road. And then my friend Anton and I went to see Talk To Me, um, like a very early preview screening. I think it's out at the end of July or yeah. the start of August maybe. But It's like July 27 or something yeah. in Australia and at least. I think maybe we'll we'll talk about it properly on the podcast when you've seen it. But um, 
yeah, it's I and by then maybe I'll have figured out what I want to say about it because for the last week, anytime anyone has said like, how was it? Or what did you think? Or was it good? I'm like, I genuinely don't know how to answer it because I love a horror movie. I know you do. I, at one point I got up and went to the bathroom and on my way back from the bathroom, I stopped at the candy bar and I said, how much longer? Oh no. Because I was like, it's, it's just like, it's a tough, I found it to be a really tough watch. Okay. Only because it was just like bleak, you know? Ooh, I'm so intrigued. This is a film that has been on my radar for a long time and I'm very excited to see it. It's played like a, you know, number of international festivals at this point mm. and um, A24 picked it up for the States and made a beautiful identity for it. And I think the trailer is genuinely really terrifying. Like, it, yeah. th- I like horror movies a lot, but I like... Uh, foul but I do like an elevated horror or like yeah, a classic yeah. horror or like a anything with anything witchy I'm in but this one yeah it does like I'm kind of like do I see this one because it actually looks maybe it's too scary for me it's like I think you will like it there's um there's you know it's like teens getting possessed and like spooky you know underworld netherworldy kind of shit going on this is a really bad description of it I just I don't know what it I don't know what it was because you know me I love I love to jump I love to be spooked I love to ooh and ah at a screen and I just I don't know I think maybe I was like not I I don't I don't think it was too scary it wasn't that it was not scary enough it wasn't that it was too dumb it was quite smart and thoughtful I really can't put my finger on what it was I think it just like it like went down the wrong way or something you know well Um, what do they say put a pin in it draw a line under it like what's the business speak yeah we'll put a we'll put a pin in talk to me and come back to it but um I do love the leader it was only the second time I've been there especially because now um, Caitlin, shout out, who was working there that night, came and said hi and that she loves the podcast. Um, So shout out Caitlin. Um, But I was embarrassed because she came up and kind of got my attention while I was literally looking at my own reflection in the mirror behind (laughs) the candy bar, Um, just staring at myself. And then someone was like, hello. Um, and another sweet listener DM'd me afterwards saying that they were at the screening as well. And oh, cool. um, so it was really cute. We're all clearly on a similar wavelength. Yeah. Look, I'm really, I am can't wait to see it. Yeah. Even though yeah. I'm scared to. Yeah. Anyway. You'll be spooked. Um, but speaking of A24 really quickly, mm. I, I was just listening to their the new episode of the A24 podcast, which is reliably great. This episode especially so. Um, they've paired up. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, currently promoting You Hurt My Feelings, which we know I loved, and Jason Which my nephew also loved, by the way. Did he? He loved it. He said to me the other night, he he only rated Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny a two out of five, but I think he loved the Holofcena. Well, he's got great taste. We know this about him. (laughs) Yeah, they've paired up Julia Louis-Dreyfus and J. Smith Cameron. And they talk about You Hurt My Feelings at the start. J. Smith Cameron's basically like, me and Kenny, we went to the cinema to see it. We, like, bought popcorn and, like, went and saw it with people in a cinema. And they were both, like, marvelling at the idea of watching a film not 
on a screener or a link, you know, um, and then <laughs> Julia Louis-Dreyfus starts recommending that they also go to the cinema because she's also been to the theatre recently <laughs> to see, as she pronounced it, the Spider-Man Spideyverse movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kenneth Lonergan, Jason Cameron's husband, like clearly walks into the room and like joins in on the conversation and is like, oh, hey, Julia, we loved your movie. It was great. And... Uh, Jace with Cameron's like, um, Kenny, Julia says we have to go and see the Spideyverse movie. And he's just to hear Kenneth Lonergan saying Spideyverse. Oh, okay. We'll see the Spideyverse. And then <laughs> Julia Louis-Dreyfus is like, yeah, it's great. It's Spider-Man Spideyverse. And he's like, oh, is, is Spider-Man dealing with some unresolved trauma? We love that about it. <laughs> him it's classic so, again there's like so many little jewels of information in this conversation that i don't know if they realize are so like delicious like julia louis dreyfus has has all of elaine's clothes and all of selena's clothes from veep um and jerry also um jerry jason cameron also <laughs> describes some of the jerry moments that were cut out of succession season three including Ooh. Jerry comforting Roman after the funeral um, on the trip to Sweden. Um, there was kind of this like pissing contest of like, which of the Americans Frank or Carl can last the longest in a sauna with the Swedes. And Jerry comes in and her glasses are all fogged up. And she's basically like, turn the heat up boys and like wins. <laughs> Oh, I need yeah. to listen. I need to listen. It was very sweet. I only just found out that Jerry from Succession is married to Kenneth Lonergan. That blew my mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like it's the kind of thing I'm going to forget again and then someone will tell me in six <laughs> months. I'll be like, oh, my God, oh that's my crazy. God. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Kenneth Lonergan's work. Like, I went to – when Tavi was in This Is Our Youth, I went to New York and saw it. Met Kieran Culkin, actually, and he mm – -hmm was real Roman at me, but, um, uh, yeah, I like, I don't know if his stuff is for me. I like actively hated Margaret. Like, what? Don't, don't know if I've ever been so repelled by a film experience in my entire life as I was <laughs> with that film. Okay. I can't wait to uh, talk about the myth program with you after this, because I love that movie. <laughs> oh, we're a real double act. You and I It's so beautiful. I love it. All right. Well, on that note, these two strange bedfellows are going to start. <laughs> We're not going to argue about the MIF program at all. I'm so excited to talk about it. Yeah, you can't see us doing thumbs up and thumbs down on a podcast, can you? Yeah, real Siskel and Ebert over here. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the David and you're the Margaret. I mean, I don't know about that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um. I don't know which one's more of a compliment. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, I, Margaret loves Fast and Furious, so that's yeah. pretty good. Remember the finale of their show where she, like, brought him a new pair of shoes and he was, like, so offended and insulted he didn't want them? I love both of them. <laughs> Me too. They're fun. I don't like when his video and his voice starts auto-playing on the Cinema Nova website. <laughs> but... I've been lucky enough to have a few coffees in my time with David Stratton. He's always been so lovely to me. Um, but one time I did have to play a film for him at Golden Age. Um, I don't normally do projections, not really in my wheelhouse, but um, I had to set him up to watch the Mia Hansen love film Eden for a potential um, national review, 
we were screening it um, exclusively there in in uh, New South Wales, and I think it was at Acme here in Melbourne. And um, I was just it starts with like a rave scene, and I was just like, I don't know how to control the volume properly, and I do not want to be the one to deafen David Stratton. <laughs> Like I was just, yeah. And he, when he stepped inside, he was like, wow, I haven't been here since I saw the Chinatown preview. Like he went there to see a media screening of Chinatown. When it was Paramount. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Anyway. Imagine if he saw the rave scene and he just pulled out like a little dummy from around his (laughs) string on his neck and he was like, takes me back. Would love that. Oh gosh. Uh, Well, on that note. Um, it's quite a few movies, Jinxie, that you've been watching lately and haven't been able to talk about until now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. Um, look, so the MIF program was announced this week. It's very exciting. Um, if you have been listening for a little while, I'm one of the programmers. Bill, I want to know, though, because I've been like living with these films for so long now. <laughs> I want to know what you are really excited about, like top, top of the list, top line. Oh, my God. Well, when I first saw the program, I do what I always do, which is like long list and then I start highlighting and then I go okay how many can I realistically see how many can I fit on a pass I always buy more than one pass even if I say I'm gonna stick to just one um I mean even just the first glance uh kind of announcement that came out a little while ago of like the you know some of the the big films at MIF got me really excited like um Blackberry we love a product story movie um and that one sounds so great i think it's the Um, best one it's the best one yeah i haven't seen flame and hot cheetos i will say that but uh i loved blackberry (laughs) so much it's so funny and quite dark Um, like such a good cast as well like yeah yeah matt johnson jay baruchel carrie elwes is in there in the mix we love as you wish it's still Um, amazing to me that that's actually just how you pronounce his name is it I believe it's just Gary Elwes. Like People it's just, like, phonetic. Put, kind of pull their mouths around it like eels. Eels. Uh, eels. Um, and he's kind of elvish in features, so it kind of um, aligns. Yes. Anyway, How to Blow Up a Pipeline I've heard a lot about. Um, also love that there's a pavement documentary in there, Jinxie. I feel like I could feel your touch in mm-hmm. uh, Louder Than You Think. Um I love the sound of a uh, memory film, a filmmaker's diary. I know nothing about that filmmaker, um, but I'm definitely going to be seeing that. Uh, 
No Bears, the new Jafar Panahi film. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name you are. correctly. Okay. But um, fun fact, his film Offside from like 2006 or seven was the first piece of film criticism I ever wrote when I was in high school. No way! And it was to enter a competition <laughs> to be a student judge at the Brisbane International Film Festival. I've sent you the clipping before from the local newspaper where they like photographed me pointing a remote at a TV stacked with like VHS tapes to show like that I was watching movies. <laughs> Love it. Um, very cute. Also past lives. I mean, the the talk of the, the festival circuit this year. Very excited about that. Um, but okay, so that was the stuff in first glance. So here's what I've narrowed it down to without hearing any of your highlights <laughs> mm-hmm. without um because yeah because I'm, I'm pretty good at keeping keeping it tight oh let it be known that jinxie has not told me anything <laughs> yeah, no. um before the program was announced i have, have been completely in the dark but um like what happened last year on the podcast is i came in being like here's what i'm gonna see and then you described a bunch of stuff on the program <laughs> to me and then i like got another pass and like tried to see like 20 more movies. So for right now, here's what's on my 12 film share pass. I want to see theater camp having just watched the new season of the bear. Um, love Molly. What's her face. Who's, who's co-directed it. Um, and like um, dear Evan Hansen's in it. So we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> he's really good. He's really great. I believe it. Like he's an actor, you know? Yeah. Um, and theater camp sounds like the perfect vehicle for him. And it's the perfect closing night film. Cause it's just like, you will want to party afterwards. It's really, oh, really? Okay, really fun. fun. Great. Um, May, December, Obvi, Todd Haynes, Hive, uh, Past Lives, The Adults. Um, I see Michael Sarah, and I want to book a film, you know? Yeah. I also, I'm like, I'm so basic sometimes. Like the MIF program comes out and I'm like, what are the North American... <laughs> features but that's fair because there are so many north american features and these are really like the like highlights and films that we really love like yeah. adults is one of my i'd like top 10 films of the year is like it? i loved it yeah okay yeah okay great to know because yeah like i i think of like i think the first time i ever went to myth i saw the exploding girl with zoe kazan um before she was like a star and that like that little North American, like indie, low budget DIY filmmaking move that kind of opened my eyes to like mumblecore and like a lot of directors and, and actors who like became very important to me in that period of my life. Anyway, so love the North Americans. I want to see Fairyland. That sounds mm-hmm. really gorge. Um, the, the Eternal Daughter. Joanna Hogg. Hogg Hive, right? We've, we've got some Hogg in the MIF program. I'm so excited. Shocking, um, right? You were shocked. What a sh- Well, I mean, I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> you, you told me nothing. Um, showing up. I, I legitimately thought that Kelly Reichardt's new film, Showing Up, was just missing Australia. I thought that it had come out already overseas and it just was never going to appear here. Um, I read this article ages ago on The Strategist, which was all about like the white Crocs that (laughs) Michelle Williams character wears in it. And like the idea of like dressing an artist, the way that like working artists actually dress, which is like not wearing cool, chic leather boots. They wear white Crocs. Mm -hmm. Um, Memory film is on my list. How to have sex sounds really interesting. 
Um, a lot of these also I know very little about. It's just based on like the little synopsis that Miff puts in the program. <laughs> the Sweet East. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited to check out. Last summer, I saw on the Khan, like a recap from Khan, I think on like Variety or Hollywood Reporter or something. And I was like, oh, I love, I'm going to butcher her name, Catherine Brille, Catherine Brille. That's Brea. Um, wow. Okay. I fucked that. <laughs> um, loved Fat Girl, her movie from many years ago. Me too. Yeah. And I so loved like, Bluebeard as well. Not a lot of people seem to love that one, but I, I haven't seen. Great. Okay. Um, and finally, the thing that I'm maybe most excited to talk about um, or to see and then talk about afterwards is Shortcomings. Um, Randall Park's, is it his directorial debut adapting um, Adrian Tamina's graphic novel, who is like one of my favorite um, writers. These are all perfect highlights, BL. You've, uh, you've picked a pa- pass very well. <laughs> but there's more too because I haven't even touched, I, like I don't have any horror I don't have anything from Night Shift. You're going to have to direct me there. Mm-hmm. Docos. I mean, there's like a Pat Field mm-hmm. documentary. Um, okay. Should we go like a couple of the streams? Like, yeah. yeah should I we think... talk documentaries for a sec? Sure. Sure. Um, okay. Documentaries. Um, international docs. Yeah. You mentioned the Pat Field film, Happy Clothes. Uh, it's a really fun doc about the iconic um stylist she prefers to be called a stylist um and of course she has been in the news massively because kim cattrall has uh she will only be dressed by pat for her appearance in and just like that for her four second on screen yeah but it's it's also like a doc about like there's a lot of interviews like sjp's in there kim cattrall's in there everyone from emily in paris is in there um, and ugly betty but it also kind of details it also details Pat's earlier life and uh, there's a lot of history about her yeah her downtown Manhattan boutique and how she would like pretty much only employ drag queens and um, and there's this beautiful uh, interview with like a former lover partner who she met when she was a go-go dancer it's just it's really good Shake. it's really good um, I also think you would like to see um, Invisible Beauty it's um, by Frederick Chang I think I might be pronouncing that incorrectly he made like Dior and me he's made a lot of great fashion dogs oh yeah but this is co-directed uh, with Beth Ann Hardison, who was like this incredible black model. And she started her own agency and was an activist. She is an activist. And uh, it's a really intimate look at her life and uh, what she was trying to do and the changes that she made within like mm. the fashion and modeling industries. Mm. Um, there's also Casa Susanna, which I loved. It's about a, like a retreat in um, upstate New York that was around in like the 50s, 60s, and it was essentially for cross-dressing men. The, some some of them have now transitioned, um, but many of them were like heterosexual cross-dressers, um, and they would bring wives and like children up to stay mm. with them. And yeah, it's it's really lovely, beautiful archival footage. Wow. But um, I reckon that the film, also Melissa Thando is great, and I loved The Mother of All Lies, but Smokes on a Sisterhood is like 
got to be like the sleeper hit of the festival or something like it's so delightful I've been following this film for about two years now um it premiered in North America recently but it is a film set entirely in pretty much entirely in a sauna in Estonia in the woods oh and, yes I remember the seeing this one yeah and like it's just uh, all these women like meet and come in and share their stories and it's just like it really situates you in this sweaty sweaty room with these women it's just kind of like flesh everywhere and they are talking about everything from like receiving unwanted dick pics and dating to you know like motherhood and like previous traumas in their life it's and then they'll kind of get up and go and cool off in like an ice bath outside and you see their journeys over like about a period of 12 months it's so beautiful I've only seen it on like at home so I'm really excited to see that in a cinema oh wow and I hopefully Jerry from Succession appears in the sauna (laughs) in the sauna (laughs) you don't want Lily Rose Depp in there you don't want Jocelyn smoking in the fucking sauna she'd be kicked out of the sisterhood for sure she is not in the sisterhood no way imagine her stories though true true (laughs) should be talking about that hairbrush that's for sure um you mentioned the pavement documentary but there are some other great music docs in there the pavement one's called louder than you think and it focuses on the original drummer gary young um but there is a doc in there that i've been following for ages um it's called lost angel the genius of judy sill i love judy sill's music so much um she's not she, she never really got her due and... I feel uh, like you've mentioned her on the podcast before, like a, a passing reference maybe. Yeah, it's like I think if you are into, say, like a Karen Dalton figure, you're probably into Judy Sill. Mm. Um, you might not even know it yet. But uh, this is a really great documentary about her life. Um, she died when she was really young. She's about 35. Um, pretty tragic life. Uh, but... Oh, it's just, it's really fun, and mm. it features people like the singer from Big Thief, um, but also Wise Blood appears in this, talking about the influence that Judy had on her, and the Joan Byers doc is really eye opening. Mm, that looks great. That's on my that's on my long list. Long list. Succumb and buy my second pass. <laughs> Um, okay, so you mentioned this this Salna sisterhood is going to be this the breakout doc. What do you think? I was trying to figure out how to ask you like what's going to be the big like narrative breakout because last year at MIF we had films like Triangle of Sadness and After Sun which obviously went on to have like very long lives not just in like festival season but also like conversation critical Mm. you know reviews and everything like that so are there any films on the program that you think are going to kind of be that for this year? Yeah it's hard to say isn't it I mean I think Anatomy of a Fall will obviously be like a major ticket number. Like people will really want to see it and so they should. It's really a fantastic, incredible film. Um, and that won the Palme d'Or at Cannes this year in the same way that Triangle of Sadness did last year. So that's a must-see. Um, we'll get a lot of talk, I think. Um, I think as far as like the After Sun situation, very different films, but I think like Molly Manning Walker's How to Have Sex will be a... I think a lot of people will gravitate towards that film. Um, it's quite amazing. It premiered at Cannes. She is 29. Wow. <laughs> she also did the cinematography for 
uh, Scrapper, which we're also screening, and that stars Harris Dickinson from Triangle of Sadness. So there you oh. go. He's really doing an HM, H&M face in this. Is he? Oh, yep. great. I love yeah. his I love his head. I just love looking at him. Yeah, his character um. is extremely H&M, I will say. Okay, so the um, you saw a lot of stuff at Cannes and Berlin. Um, I know, like, Anatomy of a Four you mentioned, but, like, what are some of the other ones that you love? The Wim Wenders? Wim Wenders? Yeah, the Wim Wenders <laughs> So movie. much Brody mispronunciation today. <laughs> Wim Wenders, Jinxie? What's that one about? <laughs> On Women of Prayer. Um, Wim Wenders film. Uh, we've got two of his films in the program, but um, Perfect Days is just so gorgeous i can't even it's um it's all set in tokyo around this one character this um guy who is a toilet cleaner if you're going to be a toilet cleaner anywhere in the world you probably want to be a toilet cleaner in tokyo because they look relatively clean uh already but he kind of gets up every morning and goes out and cleans the toilets of tokyo and then he stops off and has like some noodles and a beer and he'll go to um, an onsen and have a bath and listen to his like classic rock cassettes on the way home. And he takes photographs and he reads literature and he just has this kind of beautiful meditative life. Truly perfect um, days. Yeah, it's it's so lovely. Like it's just, yeah, like I, I almost kind of finished Can on it. And I was looking, you know, when we were working out the program, it's like, can we just make sure that this is like one of the last films that people get to see? Cause it just is sort of a, yeah, if you want to end on that note. Mm. Um, but the, my kind of the film that I was most excited about at Cannes and uh, wasn't really supposed to get into the screening, but managed to anyway with uh, my programming colleague, Kate, because we went missing it for the world is uh, La Chimera by Alice Rohrwacher who is one of my favorite directors. She made Happy as Lazaro. It was probably her biggest film. Her sister, Alba Rohrwacher, is one of my favorite actors, um, a.k.a. lesbian daughter in I Am Love. Uh, mm, and she that's is, right. Yeah. yeah, and she is briefly in, in La Chimera. And it's this, oh, God, it's so beautiful. And I am not like this normally, but I cried in the cinema just because it was so beautiful. This is the one. Okay. So I was just like, wow, I can't believe I'm getting to see this film. Like it's just magnificent. Um, it's essentially about this man, Josh O'Connor stars. Um, he as this like Englishman in Italy who's living there. He wears this like incredibly rumpled linen suit. He has this almost supernatural ability to find treasure, to locate buried treasure. And he has this kind of group of merry group of, um, I can't remember, they've got an actual name, like they've got the Bandolinos or something, and they dig up buried treasure, but he has, and to sell, um, but he has something else that he's looking for. Um, and he is sort of connected in some ways to, let's say, the underworld. So it's kind of about like, Italian folk tales and uh, and death. It's it's so beautiful. Like mm. wow, wow, beautiful. See it on the biggest screen you can, kind of film. Oh, cool. Um, and then yeah, we've talked about um, May December, the incredible Todd Haynes film. <laughs> it is the campus thing he's ever made. I think. Wow. And you didn't know that you needed it in your life, but you really do. Okay. Um, perfect performances. Julianne Moore's lisp is like something to remember for the ages. 
Um, what was the line that you said when you did your little can can report on um, every outfit? She said like, <laughs> I never bought cupcakes or something. She says like, I don't think we've got enough hot dogs. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, the eternal daughter, Hog Hive Rise, of course. Oh, what's it about? I don't even know. I just saw Joanna's name and I was like, yes, top of the list. It was sort of, it's, look, Joanna Hogg has said it's not part of a trilogy of the souvenir. However, it has the same characters. So Tilda Swinton is oh. playing Julie as an adult woman and <gasps> also playing her mother, who, of course, in the souvenir was played by Tilda Swinton. Stop! So Tilda okay. stars opposite Tilda, and it's oh my god! <laughs> and it's set in this like English um, inn, like an estate, a country estate. Um, it's always dark there. The fog sort of never lifts. It's very eerie. There's Is it absolute... the estate from Souvenir Part Two? No, no, okay. it's not. It's a different. So it's like an inn that the mother always loved going to. Okay. Um, and Julie is there trying to kind of fashion a film out of the whole thing. It's really airy and beautiful. It's like shades of like Rebecca or something. I feel like Tilda playing two characters and interacting in a film. I'm just, all I think of is Suspiria, like the, the <laughs> remake. Yeah. Um, and that kind of brings us neatly to the retrospectives. We've got lots of Argento. So much Argento. Yeah. 20 films all restored of his. And there are so many in there that I have not seen. So I'm yeah. really excited about that. And there's a Safi Faye retrospective as well, which are very cool. I've never seen, um, I haven't seen any of her films. So I'm going to be first in line to see that mm. retrospective. Mm. Yeah. So I'll watch old, I'll watch old Suspiria restored or not old original. Um, <laughs> And add that to my list of horror movies. I mean, Miff doesn't call it horror. The stream is called Night Shift, which mm-hmm. is much more chic. Um, is Bird Eater a scary movie? I feel like just the description of like a Bucks party makes me think it's going to be like Wake in Fright or something. Because like masculinity is so terrifying to me. BL, it's one of the films I have not seen. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. I cannot That's give right. you guidance on that. I have not seen 100% of the program because we there That's are multiple fine. programmers. Um, um, but yeah, I'm really excited about seeing the Kingdom Exodus because I loved the original series. Animalia has been on my list as well since the first time I saw the program. Because what's that like zombies or something? There's just an image of a woman in a bathtub and she's pregnant. And I'm like, oh, looks fucked. I want to watch it. It's more kind of sci-fi oriented, I would say. Okay. Um, Aliens? But yes. Mm-hmm. Zombies? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I, yeah, I'm, I think that will be, yeah, a great film to see in the cinema. That's in our Bright Horizons competition. So the Bright Horizons competition has 11 films, um, and they're all first and second features. There's a massive cash prize attached to it. Um, and yeah, so that's in there. That's one of the highlights there. Also Earth Mama, I really Mm. need you to see, um, by Savannah Leaf. Really beautiful film. I loved it so much. And Totem was another fave in there. I saw that in Berlin. Extremely gorgeous film about this young girl who is uh, dealing with the fact that her father has a terminal illness. I know it doesn't sound fun, but bear with me. And she is sort of dropped off at her extended family house where he is living um, to prepare for a party, like a surprise-ish birthday party for him that night. And it's just like the um, absolute kind of bedlam of 
a family house before a major event is about or celebration is about to take place so everyone's having meltdowns in the kitchen over this the is cake like my favorite genre of movie like yeah Rachel like you're getting married the anniversary yes like, yeah it's it's in that kind of style um it's, it's really I loved it so much it's really tender and um, very heartwarming and quite funny um yeah and they live in the most gorgeous house if you that's totem? after that's totem yeah, yeah. Okay. um also the Sweet East you did mention at the top, and that was uh, one of my all like big, big standouts from Cannes by Sean Price Williams, celebrated cinematographer. You know, he did um, your favorite new Safdie film, Good Times. How many times can I reference it in the weeks since I've seen it? <laughs> and also, do you know who has uh, been the cinematographer on for a lot of his films? Alex Ross Perry, your other fave. Here we go, Pavement Hive. <laughs> It all comes back to Alex Ross Perry. Yeah, so Sweet East is his uh, directorial debut feature and um, it stars Talia Ryder as um, this kind of like Alice in Wonderland sort of character who is a teenager who separates from like a group trip to Washington, D.C. and just falls in with like different kinds of collectives and communes. So there's like this weird art punk like activist crew Um that's sort of led by Earl Cave. And then she falls in with this, like, I don't want to give too much away, but there's, like, an, a, a white supremacist, um, an acting enclave, etc. It's got such a good cast. Like, Io Edabiri is in it. So many bare people in the program. <laughs> and um, Red Rocket. What's his name? Oh, yeah. Um, Simon Rex. Yeah, Simon Rex. He's so good in it. Ayo's in another film, right? I remember seeing her face. She's in Theatre Camp. Um, but, yeah, The Sweetest is so beautifully shot. Like, it's uh, it's really extraordinary. Um, and I think if you like that, I would also recommend my other fave from Cannes and, like, the American indie canon would be a riddle of fire which i just had so much fun with i think i mentioned it on uh, a recent pod it's the first feature by western Rizzoli, and it's like this kid's caper of these children who have like a gang together they really want to play a video game uh, one of their mums won't let them unless uh, they go and buy her a blueberry pie from the town. When they get there, uh, they're all out of blueberry pie, so they decide to make one and, like, they need a special ingredient. So essentially they get caught up in, like, um, a video game themselves in in a way. Um, it's extremely choose-your-own-adventure, but there's also it's very much like... I think adults would really enjoy it. I loved it. Um, I've, it had... Like lots of supernatural kind of elements. It's lots of witchy stuff happening and fairy tale font all the way through. It felt like if online ceramics had made a movie, that's how I would describe it. So it's gotcha. like, yeah, it's great for kids, but it's also like, you know, if you've had a big couple of days uh, and your mind is elsewhere, let's say, um, you're feeling tingly. It's it's that that film is for you also. I really love it. You're saying it's it. a film to watch when you're like coming down. Is that what we're hinting towards? It's like it's on a little mushrooms. Sh- it's a little shroomy. It's shroomy. Yeah. It's okay. shroomy. Love that. Yeah. Um, last something year. for everyone. <laughs> last year, something for like Andy Cohen, who like <laughs> the deadheads amongst us. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 
So last year, one of our friends asked you for a specific recommendation, which was she just had a baby and she could only kind of make it to one film. What film should she go and see like on the big screen? If there are people in that situation who like can't get into the city, don't have a whole lot of time. What's like the you can't miss this movie of the of the program? I really loved La Camera, as I said, but like Perfect Days is also a great film. Um, it, it really depends. It's like, do you just want to kind of have a film like wash over you and have lots of emotions and be transported? Or do you want to have kind of a more cerebral time? Like, because then it would be like Anatomy of a Fall or... Yeah, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's that's it's difficult because it's like I need a and last year lots of people got in touch saying I want to see a film that is like this, but not that. I'm very happy to uh, to to give recommendations. Oh yeah, Jinxie's custom recommendations are back. We'll put a um like a little question box on our Instagram. So if you're not following at see also podcast, that's where you can you can ask Jinxie a question. You can go to her personal DMs as well, but we will give you a an official channel through which to get your... Yeah, see also DMs is probably better. Yes, your personalised myth recommendations. Yeah. Um, Are there any real, like, I don't know what the criteria is for this, like a movie to see with a crowd, like stuff that's like reaction heavy. Last year I feel like Triangle of Sadness, but also stuff like Bodies, 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 um, Sick of Myself kind of fell into this camp for me. They were the ones that I really had the most fun in. For sure. I would say Soda Jerk's Hello Dankness, absolutely 100%. Um, I love their work so much. I, uh, you know, Terra Nullius was such an incredible film and I've been friends with them for a long time. So have seen their work change um, and evolve over the years. But Hello Dankness is such a searing take on the last, I don't know, like 10 years of kind of America plus globalism. It's so funny though. And it's so um, multi-layered. Like I've seen it a number of times and I notice something new every time. Um, mm. It's that is, yeah, that don't see that alone. I would say, well, I mean, you can see it alone, but it's really fun with a group of friends. Mm-hmm. I would okay, say that's probably the big one. The adults you mentioned before, I loved that film so much. Dustin Guy Defa. Um, about like grown children who can only really connect with each other by reverting to childhood characters they used to do. So they do like kooky, crazy voices all the time. Um, I love Hannah Gross and she is in that one opposite Michael Cera. Um, I really loved another film in the experimental uh, strand, which is Conan, which is like a gender flipped version of like Conan the Barbarian, but it's, it's, re- it's not for the faint-hearted. Uh, you'll find some cannibalism mixed in with your glittering gore in that one. Ooh. That is like a late night, quite fun. It's, you know, it's really like, it's quite mental. Speaking of late night stuff, one of my favorite experiences I've ever had at MIF um, during the night shift program was when I saw Your Next, you know, that kind of like indie directors, indie actors, the idols, Amy Simons. Um, <laughs> And, you know, my favorite genre of horror movie is like people getting murdered. 
Um, <laughs> is there any of that that I can find in the MIF program or am I, um, do I have to find that elsewhere this year? Uh, no, there's lots of that. Um, you've got Perpetrator, might be good for you. Um, or Birth Rebirth, I'm really excited about. That's one of the night shifts that I haven't seen. That's probably the one that I'm most excited about seeing that I haven't seen already. Um, I really am excited for different vibe, but I used to be funny. That's, again, another North American film. Tiger Stripes is a really great film. It premiered at Cannes. It's in our Asian strand. And it is about this 13-year-old girl who is going through some bodily changes, shall we say, and uh, bestial changes at the same time. So it turns into this kind of body horror film uh it's really well done very fun okay um also a little shout out to a film called the face of the jellyfish which i was extremely charmed by it's about this woman who wakes up one day and it's the kind of film that might get a little lost in the program perhaps but i loved it um it's about this woman who wakes up and her face has changed and like her mother can't recognize her and she can't get her license changed. And um, it's all about like facial mapping and identity. It's, 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 it's like a, like for fans of say Athena, Rachel Sangari's films, like kind of Greek weird wave, um, that mm. sort of vibe. Mm. Also, um, Iris Axe Passages, starring um, Ben Wishaw and oh, Franz yeah. uh, Rogowski. It's really great. Um, I loved that one. Yeah, that's on the long list. Oh, speaking of, um, I was about to say speaking of gay movies, huh? but yep. I saw I saw the Ethan Hawke, Pedro Pascal, uh, just the image of them together, and I was like, oh, that one's going to sell out. Yeah. Internet's daddy, Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, in a, a shorts program uh, called Auteurs Abridge and it has lots of like major filmmakers and their uh, latest short films like Goddard's in there. Um, but yeah, that Pedro Almodovar film I'm very excited about. Um, mm. Yes. And uh, there are some really great looking shorts, particularly in the accelerator packages that I've seen. And because um, I didn't get to watch any of the shorts before the film. So now this is like my time to kind of <laughs> go through them and see what's in there, which I'm very excited about. Same with XR. I don't do any of the XR programming. So that's like something fun for me during mm. the actual MIF program. I'm really excited about one called In Pursuit of Repetitive Beats. And it's essentially takes you from one rave to another. And um, I believe haptic vests are involved. So that is cool wow. and exciting. David Stratton will be there. Yep. Um, do you know what? I don't know. Maybe if you only see one film, it's going to be Kelly Reichardt's showing up. Maybe. I, it's, I mean, it's if perfect. I, if I were only going to see one, it might be that. Yeah, it's really like, I, yeah, I mean, I saw it can last year. It was one of those films mm. that I was, like you, was a bit worried it was going to get lost into the ether. It only just had a run in North America. Um, but I think it's, yeah, like, I mean, I'm a huge Reichardt fan and this one is peak Reichardt yeah. <laughs> really I mean I don't even know this I don't even have to know the story I'm like if Kelly Reichardt's attached especially with Michelle Williams it's like Sophia Coppola and Kirsten Dunst it's like the girlies are back together yeah. what are they up to now yeah and John Magaro is in it love John Magaro and Hong Chow is in it she's oh. really great um and speaking of John Magaro yeah he also stars in uh, Past Lives um which 
that's a must see. I mean, I feel yeah. like it's that's one of the films that's like we don't even have to talk too much about it because like that should be the number one ticket. And uh, the director Celine Song is actually here for Myth, and we're gonna do a special one hour conversation with her talking about how she um, wrote the film and her previous work as a playwright. Mm. Um, I'm also, so excited for that. Her actual husband in real life wrote the new Luca Guadagnino movie. Oh, the um the tennis one. Yeah. Oh wow, can't wait for that. Anyway, yeah. it's not a myth, so who cares? I should probably highlight a couple of Australian titles. Um obviously our opening night film Shader by Nura Niasari is beautiful. Um mm. it's really really extraordinary film, incredible performances. Um, very excited that that is our opening night film. It had its premiere at Sundance and screening also in Locarno. So I think that film has a long life ahead of it. And The Rooster as well by Mark Leonard Winter is known for his acting, but um, this is his first feature. Um, yeah, beautiful film set in and around Castlemaine, like around that region of Victoria. Uh, and that's also both of those films are in Bright Horizons. Um, Jason DeRosso has made a documentary mm, and I saw The that. Hidden Spring. It's really great. Um, the Carnival's another documentary I really liked. Um, yeah, this. I mean, there's just so much in there. If you're after like the queer films, uh, ones that we haven't mentioned already, like Passages at all, is and I count May December. It's camp as all hell. But uh, Blue Jean is really great, set during like Thatcher-era Britain about a lesbian um, high school teacher who isn't able to anymore kind of be open about her alternative lifestyle um, while she's teaching. Um, And Mm -hmm. then a new student joins, uh, a new student comes into the school and she has to reassess her priorities, basically. Um, Mm. Yeah, so that is, that's really worth seeing if you're after, yeah and if you're after like a political film um i would recommend lost country which is set during the milosevic era um the milosevic regime and it's about a teen boy whose mum is very much involved in the milosevic party that his community is uh, very much against and it's about the kind of push and pull of of that Mm. Um, yeah. Um, and I also really loved Breaking Ice and The Shadowless Tower is another one of those films where it's like, oh, I hope that finds its audience because it's a really kind of wry, bittersweet film about this, um, restaurant critic, um, who is looking for his father, his estranged father, but not trying too hard. Um, and kind of falling into a something of a relationship with a younger colleague, mm. a free-spirited photographer. It's, uh, it's, oh, I really enjoyed it. I love the sound of that. Okay, mm. that's going on my list. Okay, so so now I think I'm going to be seeing like 48 films. I'm so this. sorry. <laughs> Don't, no one text me during August. I'll be at the movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you will. And so will I. I will be living there, obviously. Um, actually, I have another film that I think is a must. Sorry, I keep doing this, but um, it's the restoration of I Heard It Through the Grapevine, a documentary oh, yeah. from 1982 uh, where James Baldwin, um, you know, revisits the sites of uh, civil rights struggles um, in the deep south of the 60s. you got to see that one. And if you want to see a restoration that is just, like, fully lovely, go and see the Monocata Sisters' um, beautiful Ozu restoration 
uh, just the most divine film. Yeah, like, you know, if you've seen, say, Tokyo Story, which would probably be his biggest film, um, this is just, yeah, gorgeous. Mm. All of his films, gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, You can also see me hosting an event. (laughs) I'm hosting the Consuming Culture panel again at MIF this year. I am so lucky to have you, BL. Um, the squeakwell. <laughs> the squeakwell. Yeah. Uh, so I, in addition to features, I also program the talks program and the food and film program, uh, which we haven't even talked about, but that's fine. You can look at it online. Um, although <laughs> we could do a tight 10 on the, on the food alone. Well, I think you would particularly like to go and see Showing Up and then eat at Hero. Oh, I would. Yes. My two favorite things, Kelly Reichardt and that Tara Masalada dip at Hero. There you go. Uh, but yeah, so you are going to host Consuming Culture, which is like that's a, our new annual, like this is its third outing. Uh, it's essentially like a roundtable discussion of like what we're thinking, what we're watching, how are we watching it, um, mm. what's annoying us, what does everyone think of the Idol finale, etc. Truly, yeah. It was so fun last year because I, I both – I come to it from having both been to a bunch of movies at MIF and wanting to talk about them with people um, and an audience. And um, it's basically a podcast, but in real life <laughs> and live. And um, But also like what we've been looking at on TV, what we've been reading, what the like capital D discourse is about at this moment. So it's not just going to be film festival stuff. It's always like a really fun, really fun chat and just like, cramming everything into an hour is the challenge it is the challenge but i'm thankful that you have taken it on again Uh, and then you'll be able to access those after the um, festival as well but yeah lots happening in there some that i still can't really talk about but uh we'll get there um (laughs) but yeah the celine song conversation will be great as well yeah Oh, my God. Well, speaking of cramming everything into an hour, have we done it, Jinxie? I think so. I mean, I'm still like, oh, God, I didn't mention, like, Inshallah, a boy, and I didn't mention Deserts. There are, of course, so many other films that I loved in the 300 program. other films that yeah, you've programmed. So, yeah. so, yeah, I don't know. Get in touch. DM. I'm, they're open. Um, I'll tell you what to say. Yeah, even if you've got like two clashing movies on your schedule and you want Jinxie to tell you which one to see, come to the DMs. We'll, we'll, come to the we'll DMs. get you an answer. And by I'll we, get... I mean Kate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a frank answer. Don't you worry. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for also also's. Uh, Jinxie, what's your first recommendation this week? Okay, um, if you're coming to MIF, you'll probably be cold while you're waiting in a line. That's fine. It's normal. Get into it. It's exciting. Uh, I am recommending a jumper for you. It is called the Big Fur Jumper by FME Apparel, locally made here in Melbourne. Uh, There's one in like a citrus color, and I have bought mine in a periwinkle blue. I'm wearing it right now. I've been admiring it the whole time we've been recording, Jinxie. It is so cozy and it's like just very nicely structured so it doesn't look like it's kind of big enough to be that kind of like a sloppy sort of jumper like really comfy cozy but it is um god I feel like I'm on the what's that channel called that like Lisa Rinna where she's like discussing her robes the home shopping network (laughs) put it right on um snuggle into it pour yourself a glass of wine etc it's generous of you to call them robes the things she sells in there (laughs) Um, but yeah, anyway, it's, um, it's, it's kind of like, uh, structured enough that you can 
wear it with uh, whatever you need to look your fancy best, I would say. Um, yeah, it's a, available from fmeapparel.com or in store. I bought mine at Ode Collective in Abbotsford. Mm, it's so cute. I really love that blue. Why, thank you. Um, my first one is also a wear also, but um, it's a different pair of socks than the ones we've, we've recommended on the podcast before. If Jinxie and I love anything, it's a pair of socks. Um, I have, look, my name is Brody and I have cankles. And so I am always on the hunt. <laughs> Welcome, for, Brody. Thank you, guys. Um, I'm always on the hunt for a pair of socks that doesn't like give me like that ring like welt aren't too elasticy tight around my ankles and i have found an australian brand um i gave them a try i bought a few different types of socks and i really am enjoying them enjoying them yeah i am they're, they're really comfy um the brand is called i think it's pronounced pear it's p-a-i-r-e um and the people who like started this brand did so after getting kind of like bad reactions or like allergies to like different fabrics and and I guess like dyes and bleach and things like that and so they've designed not just socks they also do like loungewear and undies and towels and the stuff that has to go really close to your body and I guess if you're quite sensitive can cause like a bad reaction um the socks are moisture wicking, odor absorbing and made to be gentle on skin. That's all just pulled from their website. But for me, I can say cankle free so far. Um, I got a few different pairs. I got the ankle socks, active quarter socks and quarter socks. Um, and I really like them, although they do have writing on the toes, which is mm. not my favorite. I don't really need my socks to like be saying anything to me. What do they say? Like diva or live, laugh, love or good vibes or something. Good vibes is the... Oh no! It's kind of that that realm. Yeah. Um, Thankfully not... I would kind of love if they said diva. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, they're, they're kind of like good pairs or like good vibes or whatever. So, you know, it's a, it's a small price to pay. Um, and I'm paying it every day. <laughs> I'm going to get you some diva socks for Christmas. Uh, my next one is a smell also. I have recommended so many kinds of smells and incenses uh, in my time on CLSO. But lately, uh, this is, I have returned to this. I have, like, I bought it probably two years ago. I don't know. Does incense go off? But I've returned to this smell. Um, it is the uh, Japanese incense or Encense Japonaise by uh, Maison Balzac. And if you, like me, use a lot of like hinoki wood around you and you need something a little different, we do it a little differently here at our incense shop. <laughs> uh, this is... Uh, this uses tabunoki wood um, and natural oils. They're all made on Awaji Island in Japan. Um, and you buy like a little box of 50 incense. And they're like small enough. They're like not huge, huge stick. Uh, so it's like the perfect thing to um, put on in the morning and as you're like setting yourself up at, the, at your laptop. Mm, that sounds great. I just – I'm in my incense era, as I think I've mentioned to you before – um, AKA I got some for Christmas last year and I'm all out and I don't know what to do. So maybe that's my next move. It's a nice one. My next one is a security also, I guess. <laughs> we it's... haven't had one of those before. No, no we, we did. We did a oh. nan- we did um, my nanny cam for my dog. That's right. This is um, 
the app one password i've been using it for like i think like five or six years now so it's a truly well-tested recommendation um but basically it's like a a, a password vault um it generates like randomized kind of like hard to crack passwords it stores all your passwords it's really secure it you know you can apply it to like google chrome on your phone like it it just keeps track of all my shit for me um and over the past year i i've lost count maybe like half a dozen times i've been told my data's been compromised in a leak or a hack or a whatever like my health insurance my credit card like all these different services have just been hacked in australia which is i think very common and every time it happens they give you these tips to secure your information and it's like here's how to keep your stuff safe like use different passwords, do this, change this, use two-factor authentication. And I just look at these lists and I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm pretty safe because I'm doing all of that already because one password has been doing it for me and it's new financial year time. So I've just paid for one password again, it's $50 a year. And I find that cost like it comes out of my card and I'm like grateful to it every time that these hacks happen, which is too often. Okay, that is so good. That is such a good tip for me personally, BL. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't, I haven't done, I can't say anymore. You can also set all your, yeah, don't say anymore. Um, But by the time this episode's out, maybe you'll be more secure than you are now. But you can even like dial it up. You can go, give me, I need a 20 character password that has numbers, letters, no symbol. You know, some places don't want a symbol. Other places need a symbol. So it will generate, um, you know, stuff that you need. Good to know. Good to know. My last one is a be kind to yourself also. Um, Look, this is more a shout out, a thank you to Law and Order SVU Special Victims Unit um, because while I am programming MIF, I use it as my palate cleanser. (laughs) So I just, I love SVU, ACAB obviously, but these are cops that care you know um I just watch so much of it while in programming mode um like while I'm cooking while I'm cleaning it's so always on in the background you can always hear Mariska Hagate anyway you can watch every single season on Amazon Prime in Australia and uh you know if you have dipped out of it for a while dip back in after you've watched the good cops of deadlock you can go watch the good cops of new york city um my last one is a tea also i guess i'm really running out of ways to do that creatively (laughs) it's it's a matcha set from chibi in melbourne um i went to their store recently Uh, intending to just get some matcha powder determined to start making it at home and stop spending eight dollars on my weekly post pilates matcha because they've started getting very grainy very dusty um and i thought i could do it better um turns out chibi sells a little set so you don't have to buy all the little implements separately it's got the kind of like hockey stick shaped like scooping um tool it's got a little beautiful ceramic bowl to whisk your matcha in and it comes with the whisk as well as a 30 gram uh jar of chibi's matcha powder um and so i've been perfecting the art of at-home matcha since i brought this home lovely yeah it would make a really cute gift i think as well 
Well, thanks for listening to See Also and also coming to MIF in a couple of weeks. Can't wait to see you there. Uh, please, we would love you to head over to Apple Podcasts and give us five stars and leave a little review. We love to read them and they actually help us to reach new listeners, which we always love to do, obviously, because we love to chat. We love to talk. BL, I don't know about you. I love talking. We do it professionally now. Um, <laughs> you can follow us at, at See Also Podcast on Instagram, and that's also where you can make your personalized uh, requests for recommendations from Jinxie. Um, we'll see you at the festival. Come to my event if you want to. Uh, no pressure. Um, no, there's pressure. There's pressure. Yeah, all right. Come, mm-hmm. but come, come on. Yep. What else are you doing? Um, thanks as always to Samuel Lodge for our artwork and Harvey Sutherland for our theme music. See you later. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.